Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Luke 1, 11 through 20. And an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. Zacharias was troubled when he saw the angel, and fear gripped him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your petition has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will give him the name John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will drink no wine or liquor, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while yet in his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the sons of Israel back to the Lord their God. It is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous, so as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zacharias said to the angel, How will I know this for certain? For I am an old man and my wife is advanced in years. The angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. Judges 13, 2 through 25. There was a certain man of Zorah of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had borne no children. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Behold, now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and give birth to a son. Now, therefore, be careful not to drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. For behold, you shall conceive and give birth to a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. 
For the boy shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel from the hands of the Philistines. Then the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came to me, and his appearance was like the appearance of an angel of God. Very awesome. And I did not ask him where he came from, nor did he tell me his name. But he said to me, Behold, you shall conceive and give birth to a son, and now you shall not drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean unclean thing, for the boy shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, O Lord, please let the man of God whom you have sent come to us again, that he may teach us what to do for the boy who is to be born. God listened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came again to the woman as she was sitting in the field, but Manoah, her husband, was not with her. So the woman ran quickly and told her husband, Behold, the man who came the other day has appeared to me. Then Manoah rose and followed his wife, and when he came to the man, he said to him, Are you the man who spoke to the woman? And he said, I am. Manoah said, Now when your words come to pass, what will the boy's mode of life and his vocation? So the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Let the woman pay attention to all that I said. She should not eat anything that comes from the vine, nor drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. Let her observe all that I commanded. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, Please let us detain you so that we may prepare a young goat for you. The angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Though you detain me, I will not eat your food. But if you prepare a burnt offering, then offer it to the Lord. For Manoah did not know that he was the angel of the Lord. Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, What is your name, so that when the words come to pass, we may honor you? But the angel of the Lord said to him, Why do you ask my name, seeing it is wonderful? So Manoah took the young goat with the grain offering and offered it on the rock to the Lord when he performed wonders while Manoah and his wife looked on. For it came about when the flame went up from the altar toward heaven that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell on their faces to the ground. Now the angel of the Lord did not appear to Manoah or his wife again. Then Manoah knew that he was the angel of the Lord. So Manoah said to his wife, We will surely die, for we have seen God. But his wife said to him, If the Lord had desired to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and a grain offering from our hands, nor would he have shown us all these things, nor would he have let us hear things like this at this time. Then the woman gave birth to a son and named him Samson. And the child grew up, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to stir him in Mananadan between Zorah and Eshtaol. can see from both of these cases that the parents were really not expecting to have a child. In fact, their they would their desire was to have a child. Um but they just they weren't. They were unsuccessful. And then when the spirit of the Lord or Gabriel, uh when Gabriel appeared to uh Zechariah or the spirit of the Lord appeared to uh Manoah or his wife, they um they just came with such good news, such surprising, miraculous news, but they came with some instructions. And, and they, it's seen that both times they say, this is the news and the message that I'm giving to you from the Lord. Here are the instructions that I'm giving to you in order to fulfill this miraculous thing that I'm 
telling you. And all of this comes from the Lord. <clears throat> and then you see, of course, in the case of Zechariah, that he didn't believe him. Zechariah just said, no, I mean, I need to see it, the proof first. Show me the proof. Then I'll, I'll believe you. And then Gabriel said, because you don't believe me, fine. You're not going to be able to speak. You're not going to be able to utter a sound until all this has come true. And then you'll be able to. I mean, think about that. He, the, the messenger, <clears throat> the archangel Gabriel is standing there and he's saying, this is from the Lord. This miracle is about to take place. Zechariah should have been floored just at that, but he doubted. I mean, you see kind of the same thing, not necessarily just Manoah with his doubting, but Manoah said, I'm not so sure. He didn't believe his wife. He's like, you you said that you heard this, but I'm not so sure. You, we should, uh, should ask that he comes back so I can see him. Yet again, another doubt. I mean, has God ever sent you a message that you kind of doubted? You hesitated? You questioned? You needed to see some kind of physical evidence? You even said to God, maybe, okay, God, if this is you, then I want you to do this. You start bargaining with them, or you start <clears throat> asking for bigger signs. Show me a sign. Well, how about, how about the sign of Gabriel standing before you telling you about the miracle that's about to happen? I think so many times we, we doubt, we're afraid to accept, or whatever it is, we need to just have radical obedience. That's what we should do. We shouldn't wait until God gives us evidence that he's working in our lives. We should just know his voice, know his word so well that when he speaks, we have no doubt and we just move to action one of the problems in the United States different from some of the other countries around the world we don't see the miracles as much because most of the time we're sitting there doubting we're questioning we, we put God in a box and we don't believe he can do it <clears throat> but another thing that I wanted to point out here is here's two cases two, two bits of evidence that um, someone was told that they were going to give birth to a son and they were told their son was to be held to a different standard. So, <clears throat> the firstborn children are supposed to be also offered up. Not offered up on the sacrifice, sacrificial table or the altar. They're supposed to be offered up for, for the Lord's work. We're supposed to be giving them for, for the work of the kingdom. And when that happens in the Bible, man, great things follow. We don't do that today. But then also, we sit here and we try to justify. Whenever we feel like, you know, maybe the Holy Spirit is sitting here tapping on your shoulder and telling you, you shouldn't drink. Or maybe you're sitting here and, and you're feeling the, the Holy Spirit tapping on the shoulder saying, hey, you should really have follow these dietary restrictions. No pork. Something along those lines. But instead, we start asking for other people. We start... Rather than going to God and asking God, we go to other people and we say, hey, what's your view on this? What, what do you, how do you feel about eating pork? 
What does the Bible say about eating pork or drinking alcohol? <clears throat> Some people are called to a higher standard. That's what you need to understand. If Holy Spirit is telling you, you should not cut your hair. Well, as long as you know that's Holy Spirit, then it's not going to contradict scriptures, first of all. And second of all, you're going to see the confirmation all around you that that's what, that's God. That's God's calling for you specifically. Same thing with, with dietary restrictions and with drinking and with anything in your life. God may be calling you to something that he's not calling me to, but God's also given you gifts that he hasn't given me. So, Father, I just pray for clarity. I just pray for understanding that in the area of our lives where you've called us to something different, it could be more evident to us what we need to do to be obedient to that. And also, I ask that you could just give me, give us the courage to be able to obey you without doubt, to be obedient to your calling without questioning. I pray for all this in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, but again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.